Hello and welcome back to the Off The Crossbar podcast with Regan and Brad. And what a weekend of football we've had in the Premier League. Wasn't it just football though, was it? It was an amazing weekend of sport in general, you could always say. Uh, yeah, I mean, the tennis delivered, the Formula One delivered. An 18-year-old want more money than I will ever have in my lifetime. You never know, you might win the lottery. Hey, I can dream. But yeah, obviously the big yes. main talking point of football was the return of Manchester United's all-time greats, an absolute football genius at his prime that he's currently living. Steve Bruce coming back. Oh, what a le- he was treated like an absolute legend. Oh, I mean, the reception Bruce he got on his return to Old Trafford. Yeah. You, I don't think you'll see a better return well, they, for a former Man United they, player. They, 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 they just, Viva Bruce. <laughs> We love Brucey. We love Brucey. <laughs> Obviously, we are talking about the return of Cristiano Ronaldo in the Premier League 12 years after he last played a game for Manchester United. And his debut didn't disappoint. I did two goals. I call that very disappointing yeah. in my mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he still looks like a very decent sign, and I'm sure he'll deliver. Yeah. You'll help us along well, the way. I've had this question. Right, I'm, I'm going to sound stupid because it's probably been explained so but I've just never said it. Why does he say sir? You know what? I don't know why he's done that as his celebration. Like, he brought it out, uh, I feel like, 2012, 13 time. I think he, he's been doing that. Uh, maybe a little after at Real Madrid. And then, the only thing I'll get from I it is that... It's a good thing he does it in a very deep voice, because if he did it quite squeaky, it'd sound like a, a scouse trying to say soon. Yeah, I, think it's, <laughs> I think it's Portuguese for yes, like he's just Isn't that happy. It, so he's just going yes. Which like imagine like a for us. I would love that. Definitely. So. um Lively first half for United, creating a lot of chances which was expected from that uh, front five of Pogba, yeah. Bruno, Greenwood, Sancho whole, and Ronaldo. The whole atmosphere of the game just felt nostalgic. Like It felt yeah. like an early North or late Northies game. Yeah. Like, the whole occasion. When I saw that line-up, yeah. that oh. just brought back memories of like 07-08, Man United, that did. If you argue like that United squad back then. You could always argue on paper it's better. Yeah. It, you, there's definitely... You could raise a few points like, oh, he's better than him, but it's always too hard to compare different football. I mean, yeah, it's only, what, 10 to 15 years ago, some of that, but if not less. Um, but yeah, United looked really lively, creating a lot of chances. Yeah, really, really nice to watch. Disturbingly, I don't like watching Manchester United play good football. That's never yeah. a good thing. Of course, we were w- watching it legally. <laughs> Nobody was watching <laughs> streams like that. No, no, of course not. No. <laughs> we all managed to fly over. <laughs> we all managed to fly over to Ireland quickly and watch it on Premier Sports, not a sponsored. Could watch it anyway because the one I would probably go for any other time went, went down. <laughs> so I just saw it on Twitter that the one I usually watch it's down what are we going to do <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of the radio lads <laughs> yes 
or just wait until much of the day <laughs> or the sky put out the highlights at R5 um, yeah so Ronaldo scored the Ronaldo scored the two goals, uh, one just before half-time in typical Fergie time, you might say, yeah, at the end of the first half, although it was just a simple tap-in for him. Um, after Messi could never. Carl Darlow made a miss. No, Woodman, sorry, not Darlow. I like he just missed the Messi part. <laughs> just, uh, um, then again, Messi's not scored. So Exactly. Who's the real uh, then, so Exactly. Uh, second half United again looked lively but they got exposed on the counter attack which I think was Newcastle's plan for that whole game was to attack United on the counter attack because they had pacey forwards going forward obviously you pacey got Alan pa- St. Maximan less of the plural <laughs> no forward right well yeah you got St. Maximan and then the wide players of uh, Miguel Almiron Joe Willick was busting forward um, and Joel Joe Linton, Linton he Nelson was- he was struggling to even get in the box. <laughs> I think I could have walked past Joe Linton and still got in the box before him. Yeah. It was on match the day they were highlighting it. That is every time Almiron mm-hmm. puts the ball in, you just see Joe Linton like on the thirty yard line. <laughs> yeah, and then well for the goal, Javier Manquillo who started his run on the edge of the Newcastle box, managed to get to the Man United box before Joe Linton, who was further ahead of the pitch than him. That absolute champagne football goal that they scored. Yeah, I mean, credit to Newcastle, although he obviously goes against the perfect script for Man United not conceding and winning Poor by Rafael four goals. Rafael well. was destroyed by Alan Simax. My Gucci headband is worth more than your five Champions League winners' medals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that lead only lasted a couple minutes, though, because Luke Shaw played an excellent ball forward to Cristiano Ronaldo to get his second of the game. The second he made that run, I thought, well, you give him the ball, he scores. And yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Like, it, it was so perfect, that ball as well, because it's not like Ronaldo had to stop and then continue his run. Like, he took it in his stride. Yeah. And then shamed Freddie Woodman again in the process. Yeah. Uh, and then United turned clinical in the last 10 minutes, scoring two goals. Bruno Fernandes scored an absolute worldie, making sure he's not forgotten about. <laughs> so this is this is actually going to be the story of the season. Ronaldo's going to do all the long night, and then Fernandes is going to say, and what? <laughs> and what? <laughs> yeah, I, I can still do stuff. Yeah. And uh, in stoppage time, it's only Jesse Lingard even scored. <laughs> Is it even Lingard? Yeah. Jesus Christ! You know it's a bad day for you when Lingard's scoring. No, because he's another real player now. <laughs> uh, I mean that whole build-up play for that goal though was lovely. Oh, oh Marcia, <laughs> he's proved his place in the squad just for that Dolby alone. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Great debut for Ronaldo. Great debut for, uh, well, great for first three games, four games, sorry, for United, who now sit at top of the table, having uh, scored more goals than Chelsea and Liverpool. And it is them two we head on to now. Yeah, I don't know which one you want to start with. <laughs> I could wait uh, to give my lot of bashing. That sounded weird, but we'll head did, over to. How did you go then that way with that? <laughs> we'll head to Ellen Road first because uh, that was the only game that took place on Sunday. Um, 
Mo Salah hatched up his 100th Premier League goal. The amount of goals he like has scored since coming back to England for Liverpool, I think it was only inevitable that he'd reach 100 sooner or later. Pretty much. But yeah, Liverpool for me, easy. If they yeah. just beat the press that Leeds were attempting to do every time, it just left them out of space and chances to punish them. Mm. I know it's only four games, but Leeds just don't look the same as they did last season. I mean, they're still conceding goals massively. Like They're now conceded 11, which is only uh, joint second worst with Norwich, and only Newcastle have conceded more than them this season. And they've got one of the lowest uh, goals as well. They've scored four, obviously, the likes of Arsenal and Burnley have, and Norwich have scored less than them. And there's a few teams on three goals as well, but not the dream start that uh, Marcelo Bielsa's side would have been wanted, considering how they did last season. Do you mean to say that we're also following the early season narrative of Leeds, that they're under second season syndrome? Well, yeah, true. I mean, yes, you would say they are. It's very early for that. Mm. I mean, it's not like they've I, had the easiest of no. games, though. No, they haven't. Uh, they're lacking goals. Bamford's yeah. not been the same as last season. No. Which, of course, lands him in England call-up. <laughs> Let's not even get but, into yeah, that. They, like, I still think they'll get there eventually. They were under the same thing last season, and it came together towards the end. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, they, they, work in, they, they work in opposite... To the usual Bielsa narrative. Yes. Because you, you know what the Bielsa narrative is, is the teams stop, really. They get tired by the end of the season. Mm. Whereas the last two seasons with Leeds, we've seen them actually get better towards the end of the season. Yes, which is very confusing. Uh, yeah. Liverpool did... Been... Go on. No, carry on. It was, no. Uh, Liverpool did score two more goals for Binio and Sadio Mane. Uh, with the goals, although Sadio Mane, I think, probably should have had more than the one goal because he had a good few chances. He had more chances than Leeds themselves. <laughs> I believe I saw the stat. <laughs> I don't know who, who's that more embarrassing for Leeds that they got outdone by one play at all, that Mane only scored the one goal with the amount of chances he had. I don't know, you could always find both. <laughs> yeah. Just reasons for both. And obviously the sad news out of that game was that uh, Harvey Elliott has, I think they've reported it as a dislocated ankle after uh, the challenge by Pascal Sturik. Um, it's a it's a bad challenge, obviously, and he's obviously it gone is. and But it's one of them where he hasn't gone out with the intention of injuring Elliott. But it's no. a red card and... I think that was always going to be given after seeing that challenge from him. I think it's because it was from slowly from behind as well. Yeah. Sort of just added to the the weight of it. and I don't know. It's a tough one in that circumstance. But yeah. at the same time, I would not be too surprised if it was rescinded because it always had similar like connotations. With, remember the Hongmin Sun one two years ago on Andre Gomez? Yes. It happened at the NFL, we were seeing it in a bar. <laughs> we were just like, what was, the, what was that going on there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, again, I don't know. You could see why it's a red. Yeah. You probably understand that it gets rescinded. Yeah, definitely. So, um, big shame because Harvey Elliott's had an absolutely cracking start to the season uh, for Jurgen Klopp's side. Probably been their best player so far this season, actually. Well, you'd say it's a standout 
other than the obvious ones. But mm. yeah, he looked like he was starting to put a price down in that team. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, no word on how long it would take him to recover, but you'd expect somewhere between one to three months, nothing longer than that. So he should really, be back. If you saw his leg. <laughs> well, yeah, but if it's only a dislocation, then it shouldn't be too, too long. It should be back six to eight weeks, I would imagine. Obviously, I'm no medical doctor, but when it's a small <laughs> I dislocation... Say, like I've, that, never, I've never broken a bone in my body, so... <laughs> Well, yes. Uh, however, you might not have had a broken part in your body, but you might have had a broken heart on Saturday evening as your Aston Villa side lost 3 0 to Chelsea. Broken heart, it was expected. Well, yeah, I mean, I did say to you pre match that I was expecting Chelsea to score six. I just, that was harsh. I didn't expect the thrashing. I, I thought I didn't think we were winning. That was yeah. it. But. but that first half, well, we dominated the champions of Europe. I mean, you definitely put up a good fight against them. I thought we were pretty good. Yeah. Like the standouts were Begin, Ramsey. I thought, again, brilliant. He's going caught under the radar. Yeah. Uh, Watkins came back for his first game and looked brilliant. Definitely, he did. He, I mean, you wouldn't think he'd been missing from the squad like he just seemed to fit perfectly back into uh, the 11 for Dean Smith's side but it was Mr Inevitable 97.5 million pound man himself Romelu Lukaku who opened the scoring you say all that it's just vintage Villa 45 minutes we look great oh inspiration of half time team so what comes in and it's gone <laughs> yeah hey. uh, I just is, what is he always here <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that ball from Kovacic to Lukaku, though, was beautiful for his goal. And then... Uh, the first one, yeah. I can't complain too much other than they beat the press and the ball was very easily past our defence. Yeah. Uh, second goal... I mean, the fact that that was Mateo Kovacic's first goal at Stamford Bridge shows you something. I just don't get Tyrone Mings sometimes. There's moments where he just has lapses... Yeah. At this time, he's let the ball run across him for some reason. I don't know why. And I mean, you could even cause, say cause it, for it's... the third goal as well. Yeah, I don't even remember the third goal. I'd, I'd pretty much switched off by then. I was <laughs> adding on, but I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. But he's run across him, and he's scrambling, and he ends up hitting it softly, and Kovacic beats Steer to the ball. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I, sh- I just don't understand. Like, you can't even blame pass back from Twanzebi to Mings because that was comfortable enough to him but then yeah. it, his pass back to uh, like you say Jed Steer was just woeful there was a few moments in the game where we were on the ball a little bit too long yeah and not doing anything with it you were just holding it and not looking to advance like try and catch it, uh, Chelsea on a quick counter attack um, obviously Chelsea will be delighted with that go uh, up to second behind Man United based on the fact that United have scored more goals than them this season um, and obviously Liverpool sit in third place again down to goal difference is is separating the two sides um, the early kickoff on Saturday though my god did that throw up a surprise what do we do on Thursday We uh, when we recorded our podcast we hyped up Spurs Hadn't con- uh, conceded a goal, 
won every game 1-0. Nuno Espirito Santo wins manager of the month. First game after that. See, we can't be blamed. Manager of the month. Yeah. There goes the blame from us. <laughs> and then the they Premier lose. <laughs> yeah. They lose 3-0 and Harry Kane is... Um, what's the word you're looking for? Missing Invisible. <laughs> M-I-N. <laughs> yeah. What was it? No shots for him. And zero touches in the penalty area. Yeah. Which well, that's is... unheard of. <laughs> exactly. I mean... I think he had, his lowest before that, I think they said, was back in 2017, February 2017. I can't remember who it was against now, uh, where he had like one touch in the box. Again, no shots. But Patrick Vieira got one put against his old rivals. Yeah, he's used to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no more 100% Spurs. That was fun while it lasted, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, Palace were, I thought Palace were unreal in this. This, is, it, this was... The, the main like positive aspects of what they yeah. would have wanted from Patrick Vieira. I mean, that team was just brilliant. I mean, a, the only... a Roy Hodgson team isn't doing that to Spurs. Oh, God, no. Jesus, no, no, no. I think the only thing that I think he would slowly but surely do, because he was obviously he came on for his debut, would be starting Odison Edward over Benteke. Otherwise, that lineup is brilliant. I mean, you have. Because after that, if he's not, <laughs> yeah, and you had uh, Mark Gray and Joachim Anderson in centre halves. They absolutely just closed the door on any Spurs uh, attempt of going forward. I mean, Spurs themselves only had two shots. Conor Gallagher absolutely balled out in that game. Does that guy become a regular for Chelsea in the future? I don't know if that happens under Tuchel. No. <laughs> That's one of them where, like, he's so good you could see him doing that for Chelsea, but at the minute, Chelsea's midfield is itself really good, so, like, you kind of want him to get a permanent move to, like, a mid-table Premier League team or one of these European teams where he can get this regular football and prove that he can be one of, like, the best midfielders in England if he stays. It's just the runs he made. Yeah, every time the majority of them were not found, so they could have had even more <laughs> if they just got the ball to him. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, uh, Tanganga. Zaha, well, I was going to get to through Zaha because he Wilfred Zaha did Zaha things. <laughs> yeah, he just bullied that man, Tanganga on that right hand side. Yeah, and then he made Emerson Roy. I want to go back to Barcelona on his three hundred k wages. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I mean, he gets his goal uh, as a half from the penalty spot, but what the yeah. earth was Tanganga thinking though? Tanganga just lost it. Like in the, um, in the moment when he's just took Zaha out then, you know, he's done what he had to do in a very physical fashion. <laughs> that Zaha, who is the angriest player in the Premier League, is going to yeah. just have a go at him for that. Definitely. I mean, to be fair, that whole thing that Tanganga did the first time I think that could have been a straight red for him he's gone with his hands towards his head yeah and then didn't Zaha sort of raise his hand but I didn't think there was yeah. a red in that whole thing no 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 but you cannot I... complain about the second yellow <laughs> yeah that was stupid I mean within five minutes of getting his first card 
you just think for the next 10 to 15 minutes you don't commit any stupid fouls or bookable offensible bookable offenses so that you don't get yourself sent off and he just makes an absolute crazy lunge and it's right in front of uh Jonathan Moss and he's got no decision but to send him off yeah no choice he didn't get the ball he got the player <laughs> mm. but on a more positive note Odison Edward what a debut 28 seconds mm. Incredible. The fastest uh, goal from a player making his debut from the substitutes bench, which is absolutely incredible. And then he gets the third in stoppage time. He I mean, really doesn't look... He's already paying his money back to Palace. All 14 million of it. Just, yes. If that works out, that's a very good bargain. An absolute steal. Southampton's um, crying into their pillows after <laughs> seeing that. He's been a bit meh for the last few months. Yeah, and a team that, or two teams that have been fairly meh these past few months, Arsenal and Norwich. Am I I reading this right? (laughs) Yeah, Arsenal finally managed to get a victory. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang with the only goal of the game. Um, They should have had more. They dominated pretty much, didn't they? They should have had a lot more. I mean, they had 30 shots, but only seven on target. Damn. Yeah, so um, obviously Big, Arteta well, made a few episode. good changes. He did. It was a massive six-pointer in the big relegation battle that they're under. Yes. Um, honestly, I think, though, if Norwich had a striker who could score, it wouldn't have been that easy for Arsenal because that was the only thing that Norwich missed because they did have a few chances themselves, but they just couldn't score because, I don't know, Pookie just seems to be struggling so far this season. Thierry Pookie can score. Yeah. It's just he can only score against the likes of Preston North End, Barnsley and and, and all the other lot, but yeah. It's another Dwight Gale situation where Mitrovic. Yeah, Mitrovic as well. Absolutely thrive and kill it in the championship, yet they can't make that next step up to the Premier League and they absolutely struggle. Because I mean if you remember the first time around, Pookie started off electric for Norwich in the Premier League but then I think he went about 3-4 months without scoring again if yeah. not longer and he's he's obviously massive to what Norwich do he's the main yeah. goal scorer so when he's failing they're failing well yeah I mean they'd be hoping uh, that Milo Rashishka can add in some goals this season uh, for them otherwise it's going to be a long season for uh, Norwich but the Arsenal yeah. goal and came think, through. Well, I was going to say the Arsenal goal was nice, but I think they were being very premature with their we are staying up chats. <laughs> yes. Like, you beat the only team in the country that would have zero points. <laughs> exactly. I mean, fortunate that uh, the ball that... Uh, the shot that Saka initially took found his way back to Saka but obviously when that hit off the person it hit off Saka's legs it was a different phase of play and that's why Aubameyang was onside so you were saying Saka it was actually Nicolas Pepe but yeah you're not was it? yeah it was Nicolas Pepe I thought it was Saka to be fair not going to lie no, there was because so was Saka because they thought he handballed it but I think oh yeah 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 quite harsh oh that would yeah, have been incredibly pe- harsh because right. But, but you see the image of the it's the Arsenal goal. When you see it around the image, you go, 
Hang on, he's offside. But Norwich fans keenly decided to forget that Pepe hit the ball back across the Pepe to Aubameyang. Yeah, and obviously when it came off, when it comes back off the post to Pepe, it is like I said, a different phase of play. So uh, he was onside, being behind the ball. Um, I mean, is this the start of something new for Arsenal? You never know. I mean, what were your thoughts? Because I have to ask that Mikel Arteta already said after the game that it was the best week of his professional career. I think that was a bit dramatic. Like this is this round has won the FA Cup with Arsenal. <laughs> he's won trophies everywhere he's been, and this is the best week of his. I don't know if it was because I think it was his managerial career that he was talking about, but still, you've won the FA Cup. <laughs> oh yeah, but, I mean, I think the fact that he said it was like the the past ten to fourteen days were the best ten to fourteen days so far. It was like what because you didn't that was... lose any games. That was the most under threat managerial quote I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, I would have looked. Like that, that's the sort of thing that a manager says when they are under the absolute shit. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I would have loved to have heard his reaction had Norwich had beaten them, or if it was a draw. What would he have said then? Just sat there crying. Yeah, rocking back and forth <laughs> on the floor. Hmm. Um, elsewhere in the Premier League this weekend, Southampton and West Ham played out a nil-nil draw, though uh, the main talking point was Michele Antonio getting sent off for the Hammers, which isn't good considering he was uh, Player of the Month for August. Told you, those awards, they're cursed. They really are. Yeah. I'll save my fury for him, like. <laughs> Brighton beat Brentford 1-0 with Leandro Trossard scoring in the 90th minute with an absolute beauty of a goal, actually, for Graham Potter's side. Yeah. Well, that's nice. I didn't catch much of this game, but, you know, Brighton have started very well. Yeah. Uh, shocked me completely how well they've started this season. I'd say it's a way. Last season, they didn't... Well, they've just got their third win of the season. Mm. They didn't get three wins last season until January. Jesus, I don't think much has really changed about this Brighton squad, has it? Apart from... It feels like they're just being clinical now. Yeah. Like, they're not having 600 shots and not scoring with their shots. I mean, just having a quick look at the stats from the game. Four shots, two on target. So it's a lot more clinical uh, this season for uh, the Seagulls. Elsewhere, Wolves got their first win under new manager Bruno Large. Uh, Francisco Sirialta with the own goal uh, to give Wolves the lead. And then on loan, was he on loan or have they signed him permanently? Uh, he Chan Huang. I thought it was a loan. I can't remember. Maybe wrong. I don't exactly yeah, dig deep into Wolves transfers. No. Um it's good to see that uh, Bruno Lage has finally picked up his first win as manager and the only other game that has taken place this weekend was Leicester versus Manchester City and Man City won 1-0 thanks to Bernardo Silva scoring the only goal of the game a bit disappointing that one that there was only the one goal but Leicester really are becoming like the bogey team a little bit but Man City I thought they seemed to dominate a bit yeah I mean They they could have had more than one. Oh, they should have had more than one because yeah. they had 25 shots to Leicester's six, eight on target to Leicester's one. I mean, like, Jesus, you've got to be putting those chances away. Hmm. But Leicester put one away. 
I, I, would, I just would have loved to have seen the offside with the lines in. Yeah, because... Is this the new thing now? They're not going to show us the lines? Which is annoying if they don't, because for me, that was uh, a goal. Well, it was close. I, I just wanted to see if his name was ahead. Yeah, well, I don't know whether it was. I mean, like you said, we didn't get the lines, so nobody will ever know. Um, but yeah, four games... United, Chelsea, Liverpool and Man City, uh, the top four. Brighton just behind uh, them, also on nine points, as well as Manchester City. We said at the start of the season this could be the best title race in years, but there's still another 34 games to go, but it's definitely living up to the hype so far. It's when they all play each other. Like the hype levels of Sky are just going to be in even more than usual. Definitely so. Um... Although, if you see what's happened this morning, I don't know if Carragher and Neville are going to be on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> Them two are always big. I just remembered it. I was like, oh, got to bring that up. <laughs> I'm so good. I've never known the two. I haven't read the full thing yet, but <laughs> I need to well, from, check that out. It looked hilarious. From what I've gathered is them two are on their way down to London to do Monday Night Football together. They're going to be on telly tonight. <laughs> yeah, um, for Everton versus Burnley. Uh, and then Neville's they, they, they've li- someone has gone to them at Sky right lads it's, it's Everton and Burnley not many people are going to be watching we kind of need a reason for people to tune in yeah uh, Neville was complaining about the yeah, breakfast yeah, yeah, Gary, uh, Gary have you heard so, so I was going, Gary have you heard Jamie called you the Roman Abramovich of League 2 <laughs> <laughs> you what <are. laughs> uh, yeah um, yeah so Neville was complaining about the breakfast service on the train and then just someone in the sky office is telling lies yeah I... <laughs> just back chatting beyond <laughs> absolutely stir shield them two are always bickering like a bunch of children honestly but it's always good fun Get to watch popcorn, eh? <laughs> uh, right let's head over to Europe and we'll start in Italy where Jose Mourinho won his 1,000th game in charge as a manager as Roma beat Sassuolo 2-1 thanks to a late, late winner from Stefano Schoare. The scenes at the end of that. <laughs> Can't help but not get giddy. Oh, Jose's doing another lap of this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely brilliant. Oh. Five wins from five as well. Yeah, undefeated. Top of the table. Nine goals, two conceded. If, if he could have, he'd have fully ran a whole lap of the Stadio Olimpica. Oh, yeah. Just the track. Just around the track. And then just grabbed him. A thousand yards. A thousand yards to commemorate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, congratulations to Jose. And what a feat that is. A thousand games in charge and won 25 trophies in the process. Uh, elsewhere in Italy, AC Milan kept up their perfect start to the season, beating Lazio 2-0. Zlatan Ibrahimovic getting his first of the season. A goal in 26 seasons now? Yep. I believe I read. Yep, which is just absolutely phenomenal. And he's going to absolutely make Anfield his home. Yep. Uh, elsewhere... Inter Milan uh, dropped some points this weekend, drawing 2-2 with Sampdoria. Uh, all the goals come in quite close to each other. Uh, two before half-time, one for each side. Uh, one for each side, although Inter's first goal came early on in the game, and then uh, Sampdoria's equaliser came early on in the second half. 
I was gonna say it was the free kick that was obviously the big talking point. Like Jesus, Ooh. absolutely beautiful. The speed of that. I know he got clocked somewhere, but I can't find the time. Uh, Napoli Juventus was the big game of the weekend, and Napoli won two one despite going down one nil inside ten minutes uh, as Alvaro Morata scored for Max Allegri side, but. Kalidou Koulibaly and Matteo Politano goal kept up Napoli's 100% record start this season and Juventus one point from three games and they're in 16th place do you think they're missing someone? who knew Ronaldo was actually I, know, I was going to say who knew Ronaldo actually really was that important to them? I know literally makes light and day difference carrying that <laughs> absolutely uh, incredible and uh, the other Big game of the season uh, of the weekend saw Fiorentina beat Atalanta two one. Yeah, pretty good win for Fiorentina. Mm-hmm. And I've just got the time there for that free kick. It was clocked at one hundred and six kilometers per hour. Jesus, I don't know how that works in actual speed. <laughs> uh, give me a second. Uh, yeah, so Dusan Vlahovic scored a brace of penalties for uh, Fiorentina. So. He is a very sought-after player, as we saw in this past summer window. As, well, according to the Fiorentina, it adds another zero to the, to the transfer. Yeah, and I just looked. That free kick was 65.8 miles per hour. So it was the average speed limit. <laughs> yeah. That British power. Which is absolutely Good Lord. ridiculous. Over in uh, the Bundesliga this weekend and Borussia Dortmund by Leverkusen. Jesus, all the goals were happening in that game this weekend. What a game. Mm. Uh, Dortmund won 4-3 despite going down 1-0 early on. Erling Haaland, Eulen Brandt, Rafa Guerrero with the goals uh, with Haaland scoring a brace for Dortmund. Because of course he did. Yes, as is expected because I think that's now 65 games, 65 goals for him. Yeah, just which at twenty. We've said it enough times. The guy's a freak. He's a machine. He's just incredible. He's, he's not an actual human being. He is a machine created in a lab. Yeah, though another. Uh, and, and I love that he's been programmed to be the king of shithouses as well. Yes, definitely. So, uh, another young prodigy though in that game scored the opener, Florian Wirtz for Leverkusen, who is again having a great start to the season two goals three assists and 18 years old this the weekend of the 18 year olds hmm. like he doesn't turn 19 <laughs> until may so what has funny got the 18 year olds are gonna have a great weekend <laughs> yes uh someone who isn't 18 years old but is still and is as inevitable as Erling Haaland is Robert Lewandowski as Bayern Munich beat RB Leipzig yeah, like an 18-year-old <laughs> Yes. Uh, he scored uh, one of the goals as they won 4-1. Uh, Jamal Musiala, again, another 18-year-old prodigy. <laughs> okay. Uh, scored the second, and then Eric Trubamoting, Maxim, and Leroy Sane with the goals for Bayern Munich there. Uh, and Wolfsburg, again, incredible start to the season for them. Won all four games and only conceded once. Uh, they beat SBVGG uh, Greuther Firth 2-0 with Wout Weghorst 
scoring a penalty late on in stoppage time and Lucas Nemetcher scoring the first early on in the game with Verkhorst getting the assist which is good to see Wolfsburg up there putting up a fight because the last few seasons they've been really far away from the title challenge or realistically a Champions League challenge you just take any sort of fight with the bond doesn't he really well yeah uh, over in France this weekend, PSG won 4-0 to keep up there. Five wins from five. Um, and a Herrera scoring a brace. So who needs Mbappe, Neymar, Messi, Ramos? Didn't need Messi really, did they? <laughs> like, who needs any of them? As it was the former Man United player who scored a brace, as well as Kylian Mbappe and Idris Gay with the goals. Um, no Lionel Messi there, obviously because he came back late from international duty as they played, I think, Thursday evening in Argentina. Uh, elsewhere, in the... is clear. <laughs> elsewhere in the league, Marseille beat Monaco 2-0 with Amadou Dieng scoring a brace for uh, Marseille. Again, a youngster uh, from Senegal, only 21 years of age. And Lyon beat Strasbourg 3-1 uh, with... Lucas Paqueta, Jason Denier and Musa Dembele scoring the goals and Jerome Boateng actually came on for his debut which is still strange to see him at Lyon yeah but the, yeah, you can't really celebrate anything to do with that well yeah we'll stay oh, away that, from that topic he, no, his, his career is finished I'm sorry mm. it's, it's wrong that he's playing yes um a t- look at the table, PSG topped Angers in 2nd, Marseille in 3rd and Nice in 4th and finally over to Spain we head as there wasn't many games on Saturday as Villarreal versus Alaves and Sevilla versus Barcelona got postponed yeah who knows the reasons for that I didn't actually know until you just said it then <laughs> they did come out but I can't remember what they said the reasoning behind it was um mm. But the I felt like the main story was still Real Madrid playing at the Bernabeu again for the first time since March twenty twenty. Was it? It was like five hundred and sixty something days. So what that? Yeah. Can't remember. Yeah. yeah, and despite being two one down at half time to Celta Vigo, they ended up winning five two. Cameron Benzema scoring a hat trick, Vinicius Junior, and Eduardo Camavinga scoring on his debut. Eighteen years old. <laughs> Uh, couldn't ask for a better debut inside the Santiago Bernabeu Atletico Madrid though Jesus Christ did they leave it late to beat Espanyol yeah <laughs> I mean there's late and then there's what they did so they was it 10 minutes of stoppage time they had yeah I didn't see the game to see what that was actually for but no I, I long, didn't a long injury yeah uh, so they were 1-0 down for a majority of the game because Raul de Tomas scored in the 40th minute for Espanyol and it wasn't until 11 minutes from time when Yannick Carrasco scored and then Carrasco turned provider for Thomas Lamar in the 99th minute as uh, Atletico won and which was the latest goal ever scored in La Liga history and Antoine Griezmann made his second debut for Atleti. And he looks a completely different person. There was something else saw this week because at Barca he had the afro like haircut and yeah. the, loads of facial hair. Mm. So like, clearly he was depressed at Barca. 
on that <laughs> massive wage packet and he calls back to let's go and he feels free. Yes. Clean shaven, short hair again. <laughs> right, um this that is the end of it. I don't think we've missed any talking points before we uh finish this week. Uh, a reminder though that we do have a Champions League preview podcast as the Champions League returns tomorrow, which is already out now, so go check it out. As me and Brad we talk about stuff as who we think is gonna be the favourites how we think the English teams will do and uh, we write down our predictions for the final however we don't tell you so make sure you go check it out on all good available podcast sites Exactly. go and see how drastically wrong we will be (laughs) yes right we'll be back later on this week to have a look back at all the Champions League action and preview well you said that but you haven't done the predictions league yes don't worry I haven't finished uh, where we will, <laughs> I don't trust uh, your pre- <laughs> Where we will uh, preview the Premier League season, match day five, and before we leave, as Brad mentioned, we have our Premier League predictions league. So six games were chosen by me. Uh, the games that we got no points in at all. Either of us was Watford Wolves. We both got wrong, and West Ham versus Southampton. We both got wrong. Uh, Leicester Manchester City I got one point for predicting that uh, Man City would win Uh, then Bayern Munich versus Leipzig we both got one point there Uh, I got three points for predicting Napoli would beat uh, Juventus because I got the scoreline right with 2-1 however you get one point for predicting that Napoli win and then Brad gets the three points for Hang predicting. On, I've just realised. Wait, you got points for getting the score? Yeah, because it was the exact score. What, so it's three points. Are we still? Isn't do, it? Are we still do, only if you get the right team. Yeah, I did. I said Napoli would win two one, and they Napoli? did win two. Yeah. Oh, well <laughs> we both predicted a Napoli win. I said Napoli win two one. You would say. Uh, you said two nil. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and then you got uh, three points for predicting that Sunderland versus Accrington Stanley game. Uh, uh, Sunderland won two one, and I went for two two. So, you got the three points there. So, Brad is now on fourteen points, and I am on thirteen points for the extra point in fantasy football this week. So, it's going to be a close no, one. No. No Everton or Burnley players, so... No. Mikel Antonio has effed me this week. <laughs> and Tanganga fucked me this week as well, so... Yeah, but, you know, you didn't captain him. <laughs> no, I mean, who would captain their player and then that player gets sent off? Wouldn't be me. Uh, so stupid. <laughs> yes. Uh, right, make sure you like, comment and subscribe. I Download actually suck. Us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're still ahead of me in fantasy football anyway. We all know his captain now. So, <laughs> right. Uh, thanks so much for listening. And uh, like I said, we'll be back later on this week to react to all the Champions League stuff and preview another weekend of football. Uh, download us wherever you get us your podcast. Give us a five star rating and make sure you're following us on Twitter at OffTCPod as well to keep up to date with all the latest news and stories from around the world of football. And until later on this week, it's goodbye from Brad. See ya. I wish I was 18 years old again. Yeah, and it's goodbye from me. We'll see you soon.